1: to millennial episode forty-five. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. And I'm Matt. No, Laura, this week. Elisa, where is Laura? Uh,
0: Laura was arrested for shoplifting um, earlier this this weekend. Uh, she just, you know, she wasn't making enough on those corners, and she just had to had to had to get fed. So mm. she's in prison. But I think you know we're gonna try and raise bail money. <laughs> uh, new milestone. Bail Laura out of jail, so <laughs> once we reach a certain amount, Laura will gain her freedom. Mm.
1: It's it's too bad. She was trying to do some holiday shopping, and then, you know, the just patron just wasn't making <laughs> enough money as she was expecting by this time of year, and she just got filled with the Christmas spirit.
0: Necklace just accidentally slipped in her pocket. <laughs> Happened to be real pearls. She didn't know that. Wasn't a big deal.
1: <laughs> she was probably drunk. As usual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she will be on next week. And by the way, next week is our season one finale. Believe it or not, the end of the year is finally here. Uh, guys, we did it. <laughs> finally. We finally did it. Yeah, so we're going to celebrate in kind of a unique way. On Tuesday, December 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be doing a live version of the show on Google Hangouts. Anybody, anybody will be able to tune in. And watch slash listen live. But we will also be able to have you all join the show if you want. You'll be able to hop into the conversation. It'll be like a video chat room with the four of us. And then we'll be bringing people on one by one. And it's going to be a good time.
0: Yeah, I love these things. I love Google Hangouts. And live shows in general, they're so much fun for me. I just like interacting with the listeners in real time. It's Some of the funniest moments that you cannot plan happen during these shows. Right. Yeah.
1: And we'll all be drinking, I hope. I actually oh, yeah. I actually had an idea I'll talk to you guys about after. It it involves making special cocktails for the night. <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're making special cocktails. Yes. <laughs> okay. Special
0: cocktails. What exactly are you putting in these? Well,
1: I was kind of thinking that we can let the listeners like give us some fun recipes, and then we each pick one and go and make it, and then we drink it live on air.
0: You know that the listeners are just going to say, okay, here's the recipe. Three <laughs> shots of bourbon. That's Three it. Three shots
2: <laughs> of tequila. Absinthe. <laughs> exactly. Chase it with Bailey's.
1: But it'll also be fun because, of course, Star Wars comes out this weekend, and we'll all have seen it by then, hopefully. So, Mm -hmm. there'll be that to talk about and a lot more. Um, Speaking of Star Wars, it is in theaters this Friday. I thought we should talk about it since this is a huge deal.
2: Yeah, well, for us, i mean, recording on Monday, so that means that right now is the L.A. movie premiere. Right, the premiere is happening tonight, and... From what I
1: understand, this movie is going to be a big deal. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just a little bit. Uh, Andrew, (laughs) whatever gave you that idea?
2: (laughs) Well, it's kind of foreign to Andrew because he's not really part of the Star Wars fandom. It's true. I regret to say I, up
1: until yesterday... <laughs> I hadn't seen a single Star Wars movie.
0: Wait, so wait.
2: yesterday was you you popped your Star Wars cherry. Yeah, I watched the first one. What's <laughs> Wait, wait, what does that mean? The first the original, one. The original, okay. the original. Yeah, you don't need to see the prequels.
1: That's what I'm thinking. So, I'm going to watch the uh, movie 2 tonight and then movie 3 Wednesday. Movie 2, or movie two. Tuesday. Yeah. Um <sighs> You're
2: so new to this.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to watch the prequels. I'm going to consider myself I'm going to be a gold star you know how um, they say "gold star gay," meaning you've only had sex with guys. I'm gonna be a gold star Star Wars fan, meaning yeah. I will not have watched the prequels. Yeah. I will not not have tarnished myself with those films.
2: You really I... owe it to us pioneers who had this <laughs> it's to struggle with, with 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 the prequels.
0: I've never heard that term before, but really, gold no. star? never heard that term. I've never heard "gold star gay."
1: I'm a gold star gay.
0: So am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think, Andrew, of of Star Wars? I liked
1: it. I liked it. I I, I was a big fan of C three PO. I thought his relationship with R two D two was adorable. Um, I was actually really supl- surprised that the Death Star got blown up. Don't spoil <laughs> me if it comes back. But
2: oh my god,
1: <laughs> I've heard of. I've heard Have you about really the-
2: not seen any anything no related. I,
1: i've heard about the death star for so long you know it's this iconic place and then i see it gets blown up at the, the first movie i'm like what wait what
0: welcome to like 1979 <laughs> <laughs> welcome to before
2: you were born
1: yeah <laughs> i just thought it would have lasted a little while that's longer. that's
0: hilarious
2: <laughs> oh, oh my god so, <laughs> so my god, wait so so basically you thought – so you had really no idea what the entire plot of the entire series was. No, honestly, no, no. I've known the characters, of course, but so – You what? didn't know that – so you didn't – so you saw Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, die for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't know that he –
0: that's crazy. That's kind of cool, though. Well, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I wish I could relive that. Yeah, so, I'm,
2: I'm really jealous of you, actually. I I didn't know that you really had no idea what yeah. this series was about. So, what is, what is your, both of your relationships with Star Wars?
0: I was a huge Star Wars fan as a small child. I remember being on summer vacations and I would stay indoors and watch Star Wars on repeat with my old VHS tapes and I guarded them with my life. Um, I had, I think I might have told you guys this before, but my first ever crush ever in my life was on Luke Skywalker. Mm. And I was so young when I was crushing on him. I'm talking like five or six. I didn't know what was happening to me. I was like going through his feelings and I remember asking my mom, like, I wanna like kiss him and stuff Aww. and I don't know what it means.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, were you were you in love with uh oh I can't I'm not gonna spoil it, but uh were you in love with Luke Skywalker Episode 4 or Episode 5 and 6?
0: All of them. I was so young that to me it didn't matter he got – that Mark Hamill got into a, an accident and messed his face up. It didn't matter to me. <laughs> I just thought he was just the bee's knees. He was just so cool. Good
2: for you. You know, it's it's, it's all about what's inside.
0: It is. What's and worse. having the Force is kind of sexy.
2: <laughs> How about you, Matt? Um, I, I Just like Elisa, I was a huge Star Wars fan. Um I remember, I, I think it, my parents videotaped it. I got uh the V, the first VHS that I ever got myself was the Star Wars uh VHS tapes. And I used to call it apparently Star Horse because I couldn't pronounce wars. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't enunciate the W. So I, I said Star Whores. So I, so there's a video of me opening a, 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 uh, I think it was on my birthday and it was me screaming Star Wars.
0: <laughs> Star horror.
2: You need to find that. <laughs> I do. I think my, my parents are kind of—they keep everything. Um, Star Wars. Are you sure my... you weren't
0: just watching? I'm sorry. Are you sure you weren't just watching a badly produced porno <laughs> maybe. by accident?
2: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I mean, I was a pretty good reader, so who knew? Maybe your parents uh, were cheap and
1: just got you the porn version instead of the actual thing. Probably it was twenty like, dollar uh,
2: VHS tapes back in the day. Yeah, I was a stupid kid. <laughs> Uh, Elisa, did you watch the, uh, the movies when they were re released in the 90s?
0: Yeah, of course, definitely. Yeah, me
2: too. Yeah. I think I cried on Empire Strikes Back because I, I don't think I was, uh, in town or do, I was doing something when the first, uh, when episode four was released. So I only got to see episode five and six. Mm. But,
1: so I, I I have a question with the, so the prequels, you guys think they were bad, right?
2: No, we don't think. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty well establish that it is
0: unequivocally terrible yeah. Unequi-
2: okay so it is unanimously agreed so my question is
1: why is it and i know there's an answer but i want to know what it is for you guys why is it that you can get so excited again despite the prequels being so bad
0: because george lucas doesn't have a hand in it
2: <laughs> yeah that's one thing and i think it's it, it's one thing to I, I think it also includes the characters that we grew up loving that's going to yeah. be included right because Everyone loves Han Solo, Princess Leia, and and of course Luke Skywalker. And in the prequels, we knew that we were going to be introduced to all new characters, pretty much with the with the exception of C three PO and R two D two. And yeah. it's um, you know, it's just basically like the continuation of something that we grew up loving.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it. I agree. Like I said, no George Lucas. I think he had <laughs> he was a great visionary, but not he didn't execute his vision well. Uh yeah. And I trust J.J. J. Abrams. I mean, he's directing this and he does a fantastic job with these sorts of films. I thought he brought mm-hmm. Star Trek to life in a new way that I had never seen it before. And I was also a Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. So I think it should I, I'm really hoping this is one of those cases where it lives up to the hype.
2: Yeah. yeah. And also it, a lot of the people who have been praising the, the film already are people that people trust that, that fans of the series trust in, in their in, in their ideas and, and their opinions. Yeah. so Yeah, I'm excited. So, you should be. Yeah. H- how much do you think it's going to make domestically opening weekend? I'm not weekend? even going to guess. I, I, there's no way to really guesstimate for this, except <laughs> it's just going to break every record.
0: More than Congress. Yeah. I'll <laughs> say that.
2: I'm <laughs> going to guess over
1: $200 million. U.S. opening o- weekend. Opening weekend? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thursday. That's so, totally fair.
2: So what are your plans? When are you guys seeing it? Um, Thursday, night. Just, yeah, Thursday night. Yeah,
0: Thursday uh, night. 1045. 1045. Oh, yeah. I
1: got 7.30 p.m. IMAX. Oh, IMAX. IMAX. 3D? IMAX. yeah. No, 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 not 3D, not 3D. Okay. Not
0: 3D, just IMAX. And um, it's reserved seating, too, so I don't have to worry about getting there hours ahead Good. of time. Good, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Could you imagine?
2: That's a, that's a thing that I didn't know Isn't. isn't, you know... Pretty much throughout, spanning the entire country, is uh, reserved seating. Because in Los Angeles, in Southern California, at least in my in my experience, mostly all theaters are reserved seating. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are. And luckily,
1: uh, I'm back in South Jersey now for the holidays, and I got a seven or seven thirty p.m. screening. And luckily, my theater recently did a renovation. It's one of the AMC's with the lean back seats. Oh, the and- primes. And the reserved seating now, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting a beer beforehand and then
2: walking in like as soon as it starts.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: At least you Vader Vader and I saw uh, the conjuring in one of those kind of theaters. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was really cool. It's cool. I um I um I could not find seats anywhere. I think it was I think I s I bought the tickets like three weeks ago and I finally oh, well, got that's why. I finally found tickets because they added another showing.
1: Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, you had to buy them pretty quick. Even my local theater here in South Jersey, uh, I jumped on it as soon as they went on sale and a few seats were already gone. I was like, what? So people
2: like this series.
1: It's time for quick fire news now. This is where we are going to talk about each story for are we doing one minute, two minutes? Let's do two. Two minutes. Okay. so this actually connects to what we were just talking about. There have been a ton of trailers released over the past week because everybody wants their movie to get promoted in front of Star Wars. Fantastic Beasts, the trailer for the new Wizarding World movie, it's going to be the first one, and it comes out tomorrow. Are you guys pumped?
0: Um... Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I I, th- I think this is going to be... A really big deal. We know it's a minute and forty-five seconds. That's a
2: lot of time to get introduced to the American Wizarding World and no matches. But I mean, it's the first trailer is always like an introduction, and I, uh, my hopes are not very high because I want to enjoy it. But also, just think back to the original Harry Potter trailer. Like if they make it as whimsical as that was, you know. All right. The well, iconic the first theme. Harry Potter trailer was actually like pretty like legit but because it, <laughs> it played hedwig's theme the pretty much the entire song yeah but we're not going to get that for this one it's going to be a new thing who knows maybe but is also it a trailer or a teaser because a teaser is one thing.
1: they're calling it an introduction trailer whatever that means that's so that it, doesn't make sense that doesn't that's not a thing well with harry potter it is i guess let me introduce so, you to this. a bunch of other trailers came out uh star Trek Beyond yeah. Independence Day 2. That yes! was that trailer was
2: so good.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? It was Yes.
0: Too,
2: yes. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. I All was right. so I was so impressed with that trailer.
1: Well, and then how about Captain America's Civil War? That was a couple of weeks ago, but that was yeah. an awesome that, there, trailer. It was almost too much going on in that trailer. I yeah. couldn't
2: even catch up to it.
1: And then more recently, X-Men Apocalypse and The Legend of Tarzan. People are know. losing their minds over that Tarzan movie because it's got Alexander Skarsgård half naked. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Didn't, time yeah. to tune in. I'm watching it right now. All right. Great star. Next story, Lisa.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, Congressman Dan Lipinski, a Democrat from Illinois, just proposed legislation in Congress banning airlines from charging passengers for using the bathroom. Uh, the bill is part of a larger measure called the Comfortable and Fair Flights Act of 2015. And not only does it prohibit airlines from adding bathroom fees, but it would also let passengers change their flights for free if bathrooms weren't on their scheduled flights. Or, I'm sorry, if they were on their scheduled flights, but they were out of order. Uh, and a couple of other things like that. Now, this seems so out of the blue to me because... I looked into this and no American airlines have toyed with the idea yet of charging to use the bathroom. So
2: they should call it the PP act.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where is this coming from? Does this guy have like a problem? I didn't know this
2: was ever a thing. Like, so all of our all of our prices for airlines included a bathroom fee. uh, No, I don't think he's saying
1: that. I mean, you know, airlines like Spirit Air charge add on ridiculous extra fees. Like even to bring on a carry on, I believe you have to pay a fee. Yeah. At with spirit. It's so stupid. So maybe yeah. he's doing this like just in case,
0: but it still doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Well, I will say that the, that Ryan Air, which is based in Ireland and a very popular cheap flights kind of deal over in Europe, Ryan Air, a few years ago did toy with the idea of charging to use their bathroom. Um their spokesman came out and said that we're considering putting you know a fee attached to to use the pisser because we're trying to use change people's <laughs> because we're trying to change people's behavior. I'm like change what? our behavior defecating isn't a behavior that's a human it's a glow I mean like everybody shits right there's a book.
2: Right yeah everybody like, poops great I book exactly the title but it was close. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that 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 does seem stupid.
0: It's weird. I don't know. We'll keep an eye on it, but I just Please. think it's so out of left field. I don't yeah. know where this came
1: from. I'll I'll just pee on the floor before anybody t- charges me for going I mean, in the bathroom. That's what Gerard Depardieu. Is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. There are some very unintelligent people in Woodland, North Carolina. This story went absolutely viral this week. Uh, a the the town of Woodland, North Carolina has rejected a proposal for a solar farm following public concerns. Well, what are those concerns? They expressed their fear and mistrust at the proposal to allow a solar company to build this solar farm. One local man said sol- solar farms would suck up all the energy from the sun and businesses would not go to Woodland. <laughs> Meanwhile, a retired science teacher A retired science teacher, a retired science teacher, said she was concerned the panels would prevent plants in the area from photosynthesizing, stopping them from growing.
2: Okay, but like, I mean, how old was this person? A retired science teacher
1: that's 99 years old. So she's losing her mind? I I guess that could be an excuse. Um, she said that uh, she had seen areas near solar panels where plants are brown and dead because they did got did not get enough sunlight. Well,
2: pro- yeah, probably because the solar panel was blocking the sun. Yeah, but that that's, or, I mean, that would be the only thing, unless the solar panel fell and crushed the plants.
1: Well, or maybe like it was really hot around the solar panel and it kind of burned up the. Gr- but directly next oh. to it, not far away from it. This it's just so stupid that people are actually
2: think. Solar panels are going to suck up all the sunlight like it's a black hole or something. It's just like people being that are worried that mouth breathers will suck up the oxygen more than people who breathe through their nose. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: This is so... I mean, I don't know what the hell they're smoking there. <laughs> but I can't... This... Genuinely, I have to tell you, when I read about this, I was actually really pissed off. Because this is the kind of nonsense completely just based in another reality kind of bullshit that is holding us back from mm-hmm. progress like it's it's a funny headline on the surface but then at its heart these people are not just genuine idiots but they're holding everybody else back they're hurting all of us
1: yeah mhm
2: well oh there's... my gosh and they also also not not only did they uh, vote against it, but they also voted for a moratorium, which means that a temporary ban on future solar farms Ooh. until they till till they get to the bottom of this. Until it, <laughs> everyone who voted against it dies,
0: right? Until like Jesus comes down and is like, "No, just kidding, it's fine." Right. <laughs> until like, what are these? I don't know.
1: But there was better news about our environment this week, Elisa.
0: Yeah, so I think we're going to spend. Um, I know this is quick fire news, but we're going to spend um, a few minutes on this because it's so important and so historic. Uh, And that is, of course, the climate deal that was struck in Paris, France just a few days ago. Uh, We talked about it a couple of episodes ago, and they have actually reached a deal. Who knew? Guys? What? Hooray! The UN UN works? Oh, my God. Okay, so here are the cool things about it. Here's what's really good, and everyone's shitting their pants over this. Um, one is the deal sets, a overall global temperature goal. So it says that we cannot allow the earth to warm past two degrees Celsius. So far it has already warmed one degree Celsius. And so we're saying, okay, we're at the midway point. We got to cut this shit out. That has now officially codified an international law, which is great. And again, want to point out two degrees Celsius, um, is the average global temperature so other places will be a lot hotter other places will be a lot colder um it works off of a pledge and review system so basically every country gets to just pledge however much they want they can say we will cut our carbon emissions by five percent or by 80 percent, and that's just what it's going to be so countries get to decide for themselves how much they're going to contribute (laughs) to the end of climate change i can hear your skepticism because of course that means countries can pledge oh we'll cut it by one percent and you know fuck it, it." it
2: it kind of sounds like the montessori school of climate treaties.
0: yeah there's so we'll get to we'll get to some of these loopholes um so yeah it works off that pledge and review system everyone gets to sort of choose for themselves a really cool thing though is that it sets up financing for developing countries um Currently, there's only an average of of about $12 billion a year set aside for poor nations um, and to help them get off of fossil fuels. Of course, it's easier for countries like the United States and France and Britain and what have you. We have lots of money compared to them. We can invest in green energy. But for developing countries, they really rely on burning coal or else they're not going to eat. So there's a discrepancy there between what's fair and what's equitable. And this sets up, it jumps from $12 billion a year to now under this treaty, $100 billion a year will be provided to these countries uh, to help them meet these climate change goals. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, transparency measures are great. So even though countries get to choose what they are and are not going to do, whatever it is they say, they must Stick to it. And every five years, they have to present their, their plan and their findings to the United Nations. And they have to be 100% transparent about it. And that could potentially mean even allowing UN inspectors to investigate whether or not they're actually holding true to their word. So that's, that's pretty tough. Um, last thing, the legal status of this. The pledges are not binding. So, for example, the United States has pledged that they that we will reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by at least 26% below our 2005 levels, and that we will accomplish this by the year 2025. Now, that's not binding. So we say we're going to reduce our emissions by 26%, but five years from now, we could say, just kidding, it's only going to be 20%. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing that this treaty can do about it. There's really no enforcement there. But because of uh, transparency measures, we will be required to tell the world, oh, look, we failed and we Mm -hmm. will be appropriately shamed. So that's (laughs) sort of how it's laid out. Is that is this clear so far?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I I like that people are being held accountable. I mean, there. I like what you were just saying about the fact that You know, we can, they can be shamed, but are they really going to be shamed? (laughs) But it's still good. It's good that everybody's in agreement about something here and that there will be, I love that there there are going to be updates. What do you say? Every four years? Every five five years?
0: Every five, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. I just think about everybody getting together again and being like, hey, okay, so how's everybody doing with this whole let's save the earth thing? Mm Mm-hmm. I think
2: that's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's kind of like when you publicly uh are asked to donate however amount of money you want to like a certain organization. So, like you don't want to you don't want to donate not enough so everyone will look make you think like you're an asshole. Oh,
1: but you so don't you think
2: t- everybody will will work hard to impress everybody. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mhm.
0: Well, that 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 I mean that's true. There is some truth to that. I mean, they've said that the developed nations like the united states and western europe and what have you there's a there's a lot of credibility at stake here so nothing is binding which is a huge loophole that really sucks in my opinion i i'm i'm sort of i'm sort of cautious about this deal if i'm being honest with you but i will also say that international shaming has worked in the past so i'm not I'm not completely pessimistic. Um, the other cool thing about it is even though the pledges, what countries say they're going to do, even though that is not binding, everything else is. So the $100 billion in financing for developing countries, that is binding. We are beholden to that. And the transparency measures, we are beholden to that. That is actual codified international law now. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's that's really the gist of it. I just want to say that this relates back to our previous story, uh, these idiots in North Carolina (laughs) thinking that solar panels were soaking up the sun, because there was another treaty called the Montreal Protocol, and the Montreal Protocol cut down ozone-depleting substances by 98%, and it did it through binding agreements. The Montreal Protocol basically was like, all right, guys, you literally can't do this anymore. It was, it was a law. There was none of this pledging shit. There was none of this like, oh, let's check back in every few years kind of thing. It was like, no, this is illegal now. And the reason why the Montreal Protocol could be binding and so successful, but the Paris Agreement can't, frankly, is because the United States Congress would not ratify a treaty that had binding measures in it Mm. that's the difference but the montreal protocol was ratified by the u.s senate and the reason we have such morons in congress is because people like the morons in north carolina keep voting them in so when we read stories like oh solar power solar panels are bad for you and they're gonna use up all the sun like I, that's why I get mad because I chuckle a little bit and then I remember that these assholes vote and yeah, that their votes These, vote these assholes
2: hold the same amount of leeway that we do.
0: Exactly, and because of their vote, we have people in Congress like Ted Cruz and who who just don't even believe that I don't know that gravity is real. That's just a theory still. So, you know, it has real ramifications.
1: Yeah, and. I it's just it was so great to see this because I know Obama came out and gave a speech too to kind of emphasize how big of a deal this was, and I think that was good because it helps the American people understand. If he didn't do something like that, it would be harder to grasp the enormity of the situation. I think. Yeah, um, I agree. because people hear about what's going on overseas and like oh UN talks, blah blah blah, eh, whatever. But this was this was just all around great news and glad to see it. I hope
0: it. so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those deals that it's going to be what we make of it. It mm-hmm. has the potential for real success, but also for real failure. The last point I'll make is that if you take all of the country's pledges and you add them up, it would equal to uh, a temperature change of three degrees Celsius uh, and we only need to stay below that one degree. We're already at one degree Celsius, and we're trying to stay under two. So mm-hmm. we've built in some wiggle room. We've built in a whole degree of Celsius um, into these pledges. So if some countries fuck up and don't hold to their pledges, it's not the end of the world because there is wiggle room built into the deal.
1: How? What happens, by the way, if we do go over two or the, hit two?
0: The consensus is that if we go over two degrees Celsius, that that is when, uh, there's no, there's no coming back. There's no mitigating the effects and that that's when, for example, 60 some percent of the Arctic will melt and sea levels will rise by X number of feet. No one's a hundred percent sure, but it's anywhere between like 30 feet and a hundred feet. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, so places, places that are on the coast, um, like, like New Orleans, for example, Uh, even Baltimore, um, anything that is on the coast or near water would be underwater effectively.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for that update, Elisa. That was good news. Thank you for for indulging
0: me,
3: guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. By the way, it's 65 degrees here today in New Jersey in December. Very comfortable temperature.
0: 70 here in D.C. It's
1: I love global warming.
0: It's
2: actually, <laughs> actually kind of cold here. Yeah, um, I know. I
1: think it's colder there. It's 55 California. degrees here. Yeah. And, like, the East Coast is just always more humid, so it feels like mid-70s to me compared to what that same temperature would feel in L.A. Mm. So a bit of a later topic now to get away from the news for a second. I found this question on Reddit. It was very interesting to me because I love fast food. And, I mean, really. Who doesn't? If you had to eat one fast food chain for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Now, when you answer, I want you to also consider the consequences of the food items on this menu. So, you know, are you going to be like the dude in Super Size Me who's throwing up, whose body goes into a breakdown because of all the McDonald's he's eating every day for a month? For me, it would be
2: Chick-fil-A.
0: Oh, of course. That of would. course. Now, like
2: that was that, that was you got the easy one out of the way. No, oh, I could do another one if if you guys. No, uh, I mean, like that is very much you, though. Like I would 100 percent have betted that you would have said uh, uh, <laughs> Panera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was one of the
1: more um, it's it's one of the healthier options for people who aren't aware of Chick-fil-A. And yes, they do hate gay people, but their chicken just tastes so good. With the buttered roll and the pickle in the center,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're bigots, but you know, fuck it. I like that fry on that taste over
1: left. bigotry. <laughs> um, so by considering the, their menu, I mean, you know, they they, they they you can get a side of fruit, you can get a salad, and so long as you don't put the dressing on it, you're okay. So. Yeah, that my, my choice is uh, Chick fil A and I think they have some do have some healthy alternatives, even if you don't stick to chicken sandwiches, which I definitely would do.
2: Yeah. The char grill. Very It's rest- actually pretty good.
1: For You're a you. very
0: responsible fast food consumer, Andrew. My first thought was Wendy's, so
2: Oh, so good. Oh, uh, but I, yeah. God, mm. I
0: fucking love so I'm torn on this question. It's either between Wendy's or Five Guys. Do you guys have Five Guys in LA? <laughs> five guys? hmm
2: Isn't I want I'm curious to know why you think Five Guys is healthy for you.
0: It's not. Okay.
2: But you would want to eat that for the rest of your life?
0: Nah, well, I mean not every day, but you're you're asking if I had to choose one fast food chain and listen, I like a real greasy cheeseburger. When I think of fast food, I think of excellent cheeseburgers. Okay? Yeah. I think of clogged arteries, I should be in an ambulance 30 minutes later. So, <laughs> I think Five Guys meets that criteria very
1: yeah. well. <laughs> I, I think when people debate the best fast food cheeseburger chain, it's always between In-N-Out and Five Guys.
0: Yeah. Have you yeah, had Five
1: uh, In-N-Out, Elisa? You must I have. Did,
0: I did. Actually, I had it with you only once. Mm. But it was one of the times I visited you guys out in LA and uh, you made me get animal fries, I think. Yeah, animal style yeah, fries. Animal style fries. Okay.
1: Those are fries with melted cheese, onions chopped. And in and outs delicious shop. secret sauce.
0: They were very good. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I always get them. <laughs> I inhaled them. <laughs>
3: Matt, Matt, what's,
0: what would, what's your choice? Um, I
2: see. Well, originally I thought uh, I was going to say Panera, but I don't think that's considered fast food. I think it's fast casual food is what I yeah. like to call it. So I'm probably going to say Chipotle. I mean, maybe not right now, mm. but
0: <laughs> not right now where there's a side of the E. coli, uh, <laughs> but with every burrito. Yeah, I, that's a good I one.
2: absolutely love Chipotle because like you can, like it's fairly healthy if you, if you do it right. The ingredients are fresh and local and you could do like a, a chip like a burrito bowl without the tortillas and everything. And it's relatively healthy. And then you can do, you can just go balls to the wall and add a shit fuck ton of cheese. Mm-hmm. So, and guac, was- guac and is guac. extra, is that okay? It's a dollar extra, is that okay? Yes, it
1: is! I was thinking the other day, like, making buttons that Chipotle super fans could buy. And basically, you just put on the button before you go into Chipotle. And you put it, like, right below your head. And that way, they don't even ask you. They just, they stop asking you. Because I'm so tired
2: of them asking I, me.
3: I yes, think, it's well, okay. I went I last want-
2: week. I braved it and I actually went to Chipotle last week for dinner and I asked for guacamole and they didn't say anything. Oh, you should sue. <sighs> I was very
3: effective.
0: $1 is uh, a cheap price for crack cocaine. Right. I mean, that's the cheapest you're going to find it, really. <laughs> yeah. So they're might. like, is it okay if this side of cocaine is a dollar? I'm like, yes, I'd pay $10 for that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. There we have it. Chick-fil-A, Five Guys, Chipotle.
0: So hidden from the headlines this week is a little bit, it's an interesting mix of uh, serious and entertainment. Jennifer Lawrence. So Hunger Games, of course, just in the theaters these past few weeks. And I was reading this story about how Jennifer Lawrence has been removed from the Hunger Games posters all throughout Israel or most of Israel. Uh, replaced instead with a picture of a mockingjay now this is coming from is uh the movie's israel pr firm they're saying that the images of women are banned in certain parts of the country including parts of jerusalem and that even when they aren't explicitly banned by law that the franchise has seen quote widespread endless vandalism of jennifer lawrence posters in the past with past hunger games movies usually with sexist slurs painted over her face. And in some cases, her posters are just simply torn down. But the problem of displaying women in mass media has apparently plagued Israel for a little while now. Um The PR firm says that this isn't just an issue with the Hunger Games and Jennifer Lawrence, that this has been an issue that they've run into in Israel uh, with movies in the past as well. And they were citing a, a bunch of them where... um uh, Kate Blanchett or, um, or other other famous actresses. Oh, uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name. But the one who did the cooking movie recently.
2: Mm, no, the cooking okay. movie.
0: She, she, Meryl uh, oh, Streep, the, Julia Child, the Julia Child movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Recently, that that was
3: yeah like that wasn't recent. Seven
0: years okay, ago. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm talking about okay. in the past century, whatever. They had to take those posters down too. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just about Jennifer Lawrence and her being, you know, a young, attractive figure. It's just women in general. They've run into this issue. Um, And I haven't really heard this reported a whole lot. I found the story in The Guardian. So it's a very credible source. But yeah, uh, that's the only place I've heard it.
1: It's sort of just like a sad truth. And that's why I think it's not spoken about much in the mainstream media. I have seen headlines like this kind of in the entertainment media um I know John Boyega. He's a black actor in the new Star Wars movie. Uh he's one of the lead characters and on the poster released here in the United States he has a prominent spot. But then the poster, I'm forgetting where, I think China? I'm not sure. Um he's he's moved in the poster and he's much smaller. And there was an outcry over that. Like, "Oh, of course you put the make the black guy small on the poster."
3: <laughs>
1: right. Um And then I was also thinking, this reminded me of the time that Hillary, you know that photo uh, of Obama in the Situation Room when they're taking out bin Laden? Hillary got photoshopped out of a Brooklyn-based Hasidic newspaper, um, uh, because they included that photo in the story. Right. And Mm -hmm. that newspaper, Der Der Tiztung, I'm pronouncing it wrong, I know, they said, well, in according with our religious beliefs we do not publish photos of women and it's it's really sad yeah
0: it is and it's sad because i think to a certain extent unfortunately we expect this kind of behavior from um you know certain certain nations to not be named saudi arabia but we don't expect it from I mean, at least I didn't expect it necessarily from Israel, which I've always considered to be I mean, obviously, uh the United States huge ally of ours and we've always supported the state of Israel and we've always I mean they're first world country. So I found this a little bit more surprising than than most, I guess, and God. By all means, I'm not suggesting that it's even remotely fair to judge, like, an entire country just for what, you know, a, a minority of people are, are doing. Just like I wouldn't want other countries to judge us for having Donald Trump in this race. Like, yeah. that does not reflect well in the United States. Yeah. And I dearly hope that other nations don't hear Donald Trump and think that he speaks for Americans and likewise i i don't think that that these people speak for israelis but just as donald trump is a cancer on our political system and a real problem and indicative of a real problem i think that this too is indicative of a real problem and i think that that i don't know and i guess i was surprised by it just because why
2: but i, I don't understand why they had to- the uh, why Disney the pr- the promos for Star Wars had to adhere to the fact that they would have to take away or not Disney and Star Wars sorry uh the Hunger Games the Mockingjay what wh- why they would just allow them to do this well it's why up can't... to
1: the distributor in right. that area of the world and they are just
2: doing what their culture does but it's not a culture that is like elisa said like I- i'm sure not the vast majority of the people in the country feel that way they're just mm-hmm. adhering to the possibility of something happening to just the posters being torn down or writing uh profanity or well, something Well, i guess they posters. just want to avoid that negative publicity i don't know
0: i i it but is do they def- even
2: want why would we even want them to why would we even want their money or their business then if well, it goes against western culture
0: I mean, I think it. I think it. Well, I think it goes against more than just Western culture, right? I, I mean, universally like abhorrent, rational,
2: rational behavior.
0: Yeah, it's universally abhorrent behavior, uh, universally just sexist. I don't know the answer to that, but I will say that I think that that this outrage over women in media is coming primarily, almost exclusively, I'm sure, from the Orthodox community in Israel. Oh, yeah. I, it, it, I ultra Orthodox ultra orthodox even yeah i can't imagine that it would that it's any of the many people friends and what have you that, that i know who live there this is definitely a an ultra orthodox fucking problem and mm-hmm.
2: especially this film though is very it's it's very feminist
0: yeah which is which is just even which, all the more fodder though that's exactly yeah. why they don't like it <laughs> that's exactly why and with the, and what the pr company was saying of course is that Again, this has been a problem with other movies, not just The Hunger Games. This is just sort of the status quo there. But that The Hunger Games really brought it to the forefront because it is such uh, an empowering film for women because Jennifer Lawrence is so popular. So, in any case, I'd be interested, anyone who lives in Israel who wants to write in and talk a little bit about this, if you've seen any of these posters being vandalized or torn down or anything like that, write in and let us know what, what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah. So, we are winding down the year here, and it's time now for our favorite of 2015 segment. This week we're doing favorite song of 2015. <laughs> now, we can't play the songs live on the show this week because I am in New Jersey, I don't have my mixer, blah, blah, blah. But I have asked my fellow co-hosts if they would please sing a chorus instead. Well, I think I think it was Elisa
2: who wanted to sing all of the songs actually i'm pretty so. sure
1: yeah she was volunteering to sing all she said guys i won't just sing one song i'll sing all
0: um <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about guys
1: oh okay well actually uh elisa what what is your we'll start with you what is your favorite song of the year
0: um <laughs> mine is probably bitch better have my money by rihanna <laughs> sing it
1: that's her singing. That's Elisa. That was me.
0: Oh. <laughs> Guys. That sounds so good. Listen, I have a recording deal. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I love, I don't know why I love, first of all, it was going to be Take Me to Church and then I realized I'm a year behind. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> trash, trash. just like I, just like I thought the Meryl Streep movie was like last summer. <laughs> what's
2: that, what's that movie that came out? this What summer? was that summer blockbuster last oh, year? Julie and Julia. Yeah. It's a 2008 <laughs> film,
0: but I love this song. I don't, to me, it was, it was so unique and i kind of i don't know first of all it's catchy secondly i think it's it's unique it stood out to me amongst a lot of like poppy um really like overly happy kind of songs like perky songs this was like fucking serious like bitch better have my
2: money yeah like like these lyrics are pretty intense like they're
0: intense and but my face i mean one of the cool parts this isn't why I love it, but sort of auxiliary to that is just that it's a woman singing it. This is the kind of song that I have been used to hearing men sing. Like, the very sort of gangster kind of
3: mm-hmm. like, I'm like, in charge.
2: Shots, like yeah. Lap, lap, lap.
0: yeah, I'm in charge on the boss kind of thing. You better fucking listen to me. Like, I don't know. I was like, damn, girl, you get mm-hmm. it. I,
1: I just re- received a note from uh, New York State Prison. Laura is singing the song right now. And apparently it's about us to raise her that (laughs) money. So everybody sign up (laughs) patreon.com slash millennial.
0: Free Laura. Hashtag. Hashtag free
1: Laura. (laughs) (laughs) So my favorite song of 2015. It's hard to decide, but I was trying to think what song is going to stick with me beyond 2015. And now you're probably expecting some gigantic answer. But the answer is it's. It, the answer is Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. Cool for the Summer. Don't tell your mother. It's about a <laughs> same-sex relationship. It's very edgy. And I just, I loved the song all summer. I, I wish I loved her album more that this song was on. Confident is pretty good. That's the other big single. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love the song and I haven't gotten tired of it yet. So that that's my song of 2015. It'll stick with me.
0: Wait, it's about a same sex relationship?
1: Yeah. Put your mind on your body and your body on my mind. I, I have to, I, there's a part in the lyrics that, um, reference that.
0: Um, that's crazy. I had no idea. I've heard it a hundred times and did not pick up on that. I have heard nothing about that.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking it up. Oh, yeah. Take me down into your paradise. Don't be scared because I'm your body type. Same body type.
0: Okay. Girls. I never would have guessed that. I mean, I love it. Never would have guessed that. Yeah.
1: Cool. hmm Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. It's catchy. I'll grant you.
1: Yeah. And, well, have you guys seen the music video? Because Demi is scissoring a
2: girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. What? <laughs>
3: That's I why I believe in
2: scissors. I think I would have saw that somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, it is a good music video as well. But yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Matt, what's yours? Well, this was this is always such a hard thing to do when if when someone asks you like, "What's your favorite song?" Even like, what, "What's your favorite band that you're listening to right now?" Especially because my my tastes change quite often. So. <laughs> Uh, The song that I chose was the song that I pretty much sang throughout the entire year on a pretty, uh, a, a, a pretty average amount of time. So m- the song that I chose was I Can't Feel My Face by The Weekend, And I don't know, it's I just I, I love The Weekend. I think that he had one of the best albums this year, and this was probably one of my favorite songs that he has. You, can, you know, you know the song, right?
3: I yeah, of course feel
2: my face when I'm with you. Yeah. I don't like The Weeknd. And and I thought
1: The Weeknd was like a band up until a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Cuz The Weeknd
2: sounds plural. I you know, I I I I think that would make sense. Like you and I do not share the same taste in music. Yeah. Cause, really? Yeah, like Andrew chose a Demi Lovato song, and I chose a song by The Weeknd. <laughs> like it kind of fluctuates a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat>
1: um,
2: yeah, just I haven't been a fan of The Weeknd in general. So okay, well I like I'm not going to a concert with you. Then <laughs> you can go see Demi Lovato sing about scissoring.
0: Hey, I would see that. I'd watch. <laughs> I'd gold watch Star. It on
3: my...
2: Yeah, she's a gold star gay. <laughs>
1: Alright, so it is time now for surprise bitch. Of course, this is the part of the show where we call one of our Patreon supporters.
3: Hello?
1: Hello, Claire. Yes. Surprise, bitch, this is Millennial.
3: <laughs> What's <Hi>. up? <laughs> Hello. Hey, Claire. Wow, there's so many people. Hi. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, you um, yeah, it's uh, Matt, Elisa, and I here this week. Um, I, I, I you were one of our jail. earliest sign-ups, so thank you. Oh, for, really? Yeah, I
3: was wondering. It's hard to tell. <laughs>
1: where Where are you?
3: Uh, I'm in Boston.
1: Oh, is yeah, it warm I'm up still there? Out it's, here. it's very warm in New Jersey and Washington D.C.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty warm. Um, much better than last year.
2: I was just going to ask Claire if she's seen uh, any recent movie trailers lately, like, uh, I don't know, um, the Independence Day sequel?
3: I think I've seen part of it, like, on TV, what? like, in between studying. Um, I didn't see the first one, so...
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I haven't I either. Really judge, Wait. I can't really judge this, this trailer. <laughs>
2: Wait, Andrew, you haven't seen the first one either? No, no. You guys. Claire, are,
1: are you in the middle of finals right now?
3: Yeah, I had my first
1: one today. Oh, how'd it
0: go?
3: I think it was okay. Okay, I
0: don't know. What,
3: it, they're hard to tell. What
0: class was it for?
3: Um, I'm in law school, so it was for foreign relations law.
0: Oh my god, I just, oh. I just took an international law exam like three days ago. I wanted to end myself. Oh, really? <laughs> it was.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. Like that's. What I still I love got
1: nightmares. People. Oh, so so you're really smart, Claire. You read books. <laughs> yeah.
3: I have to read books.
1: (laughs) Are you from uh, the Boston area?
3: No, I'm from Chicago.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, awesome.
3: Yeah.
2: Are you going home for Christmas?
3: Um, I'm going home for I don't know, like ten days or something like
2: that. Oh, nice.
1: So,
3: really good.
2: So,
1: um, we were just talking about our favorite song of 2015. Like, like what? Which song are we going to remember most from the year? What What is it going to be for you?
3: Um. I don't really listen to like the, the radio pop music a- anymore. Mm. So the only one that I've really heard is, uh, the Justin Bieber, um, whatever it's called. Uh, now that, uh, what, what do you mean that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, when, that's the only one that, I, that I've really heard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would make sense because that song was playing everywhere this year. Is that
1: what, yeah. is that the song you think about when you read your, law school books what do you mean what does Definitely.
3: this all mean <laughs> i don't know i don't know if this happens with like other grad schools but um we we tend to just hand our textbooks down to the next class um mm-hmm. with like uh, like a five or ten buck cost oh. and so we, we all write in them and we write like these weird little messages of like funny things that are happening mm-hmm. and it's like when you're going through a textbook you'll read like random stuff that people were doing when they're
1: studying oh that's, that's funny so,
3: that's so cool
1: and that's that's. Yeah,
3: I mean, books are so expensive that it's just helpful to have like this little internal exchange going on
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say it must save everybody a lot of money too oh
3: yeah
1: yeah cool well are you are you i mean you're busy with finals but are you a star wars fan are, are you excited for it
3: I'm really excited for it i my dad made sure that my brother and I saw all the movies when we were kids mm-hmm. and so and his birthday is uh is tomorrow, so mm. I think when I go home, I'm gonna like go with him to see it.
1: Oh perfect, nice. so he probably has tickets already
3: uh he he won't he like tries to pretend that he's too cool, um so I'll get the tickets and we'll go as like a late birthday thing
1: oh okay, cool, very cool. Yeah. Well, best of luck on uh, studying for finals, continuing. And when, when do you go home?
3: The twenty third.
1: Oh, okay, nice. Cool. Just in time for the holidays too. And yep. then you'll be there for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> the, does Chicago throw a good party for New Year's?
3: Oh yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Like yeah,
3: you guys should see it sometimes.
1: What What do you do? Or what do you do? Do you, Do you drink your face off?
3: <laughs> you well, drink your face
1: lives. off. <laughs> what is? How does that? How does that happen? Uh, listen to that weekend song. So go oh, ahead, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> what were you say?
3: Right. I have a friend who who lives uh like really close to Michigan Ave. So we go up and uh, stay at her her apartment, and we oh, nice. can watch the fireworks over the lake. So cool. it's, it's fun. Very cool. All right, yeah. Claire.
1: We'll have a good night. Good luck again. Happy you holidays. Too. Thanks for your support. You
3: too. Yeah, and thanks for calling.
1: No problem. Talk thanks, to you later. Claire.
3: Okay. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right. That was clear. So um, that does it for our show this week. It, it feels weird when when we have three people. It's very easy to get this in under an hour. <laughs> yeah. We're at an hour right now. It's beautiful. You, were
0: you guys at an hour last week too?
1: Uh, No, more like an hour 10.
0: So really it's Laura's fault.
1: Well, well actually, yeah. no. Micah was on last week. So it was oh, four people. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But he doesn't talk much anyway. So I don't know if that was a factor or not yes <laughs> yeah that's all he said he also <laughs> talked shit on you have you heard the podcast yet
0: um i did i listened to it but i stopped in like the last 20 minutes
1: mm. I, I was trying maybe to i missed it i was trying to trick you he actually he didn't talk shit into on.
0: oh okay so i did i did listen to like most of it and then i didn't hear like the last 20 minutes So, but i saw some reference like MG or something like.
1: Oh yeah, we said you had an STD. How are you recovering from that?
0: Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I didn't realize that.
1: That was Uh, a newly discovered STD (laughs) getting passed around at the college campuses recently. Yeah,
0: I thought we were saving this for after dark.
1: What? No. (laughs) What are you talking?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: you want to come clean about your STD in the in I'll... in the privacy of
2: After Dark?
0: Yeah, let's 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 keep this PG for the kids. <laughs>
2: and then let's keep this MG. I'll,
0: I'll 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 tell you the story of my.
2: All right, great. STD
0: later. Okay. Well, yeah,
1: coming up on After Dark, actually, we're gonna have a I think a fun discussion about text messaging because this report came out from the Washington Post about um about texting and how ending your text with periods is terrible. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going Uh, to talk about like periods of the worst, like like things, things that bother us about texting, like, like people, when they, when they claim that, that they forgot to reply to your message 24 hours after the fact, you didn't forget. I really did. You hate me. Just tell me. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening Mm -hmm. and for your support. Don't forget our live show next week. We're doing it Tuesday, December 22nd. It's going to be live on Google Hangouts. But to tune in, you'll just visit millennialshow.com. The embed will be right there. It'll be super easy to watch, and we'll have instructions there on how to participate as well. Uh, have some questions ready we'll We'll invite people into the chat and at, you know feel free to bring up stuff for us to discuss and we'll discuss it with you it'll be a It'll be a good time to wrap up season one
0: and get drunk
1: of Mil- Oh God, I really I want us to do the cocktail idea.
0: Okay, I'm down. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Sure.
1: Straight vodka on ice.
0: <laughs> Straight heroin. Just <laughs> a clean needle. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thank you, everybody, again for listening, and we'll see you in after dark or next week for episode forty-six. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa, and I'm Matt. Our closing song this week is going to be "Bitch Better Have My Money" in honor of Laura, currently in prison. And yeah. Elisa, because she loves it so much for some reason.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah yo. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Bitch, better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Bitch, better have my money. Please don't call me.